Oh man, I was in the other room for most of that, so you weren't gonna hear it on the mic. In the other room too. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, none of that was even scrapped. Nobody before. heard that yeah. funny thing that happened. We were both in the other room. <laughs> we, were, we were literally both <laughs> like. <sighs> <laughs> All right, listeners, listen in real close. I'm still in the other room, so I can't afford to whisper. All right, well, just tell me when you're back in the regular room, and <laughs> you're the one. You're the one with the freaking like time constraint. I hate you. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood-ish. Our, who are we? Ha <laughs> ha! I'm so glad you asked. Well, my name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. Uh, That's Josh. Josh. <laughs> um, well, jo- there might be a little, you know, you might be detecting a little separation anxiety, at least in my voice. That's because Josh is in Chicago, and I'm here in the beautiful Bay Area. I was trying to think of another B word. Beautiful Space? <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> I thought you were going into space. Yeah. I'm in space. <laughs> also, space. follow-up question, who? What? Who is asking who we are? It's a, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. The I'm Josh. This is Evan. Dude, are you kidding me? I've been using that bit for like how many episodes now? Yeah, who's and asking? It's supposed to be rhetorical. <laughs> are you serious? All right. Dude, you are. <laughs> All right. Jo- Josh is AKA Mushmouth for the rest of the episode. And <laughs> dude, every time you are Mushmouth moment, I'm going to freaking like throw a yellow card on the play. <laughs> Hey, I got my yellow card and my red our friendship yellow and red card. <laughs> Order now at tapestapestapes.podbean.com. Anyway, we watch old movies. We're best friends. We've been best friends for a super duper long time. We watch old movies from our childhood, and then we come together once a week to talk about them, to talk about whether they've aged well or whether they've aged poorly. At the end of the episode, it culminates in a rating called Eject and Reject or Be Kind and Rewind, denoting whether it's worth your time or it's simply a wreck. Stay tuned. Trust us. We're professionals. (laughs) So, Josh, what did we watch this week for this beautiful podcast? Oh, oh, this is just a stretch. Ooh, serious stretch. (laughs) Yoga. Yoga. All right, what? We'll answer the question. <laughs> what do we watch? Uh. Oh, yep, 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 yep. We watched. Sam, we watched Sam Live. Dude, uh, yes, <laughs> my ears. You like <laughs> clipped my audio somehow. Really? <laughs> yeah, you did. I was like yelling at my bed. I wasn't even near the mic. <laughs> well, I'm still in your ears. We watched. The, oh, that's right. <laughs> we watched the Sam Lot. <laughs> 1993, it's an American coming-of-age comedy film co-written, directed, and narrated by David Mickey Evans. Um, baseball sounds. Oh, yes, ba- baseball sounds. Um, 
Yeah, this one, uh, 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 classic <laughs> cult movie, uh, at least at this point. Um, not a lot of stars. I think the main star is is James Earl Jones. Um, but like I like I mentioned, it's it's kind of everythinged by that gentleman David Mickey Evans, um, who I don't know that he's really everything. Well, he he directed, wrote, and he was the voiceover. So he was like the guy. Oh, you know, at at the end, who's like his best friend became. Oh, spoilers. Um, all right, Josh. Hey, do you have a synopsis of the Sandlot for us? Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Did I jump the gun? No, you just. uh, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, That's what he said. (laughs) All right, this is Sandlot. In the summer of 1962, Scotty Smalls learns from a professional baseball player, Benny Rodriguez, who helps him. Wait, professional? Who's a professional at the time? I guess he's a kid. Yeah, he becomes one later. All right, anyway. All right, uh, in the summer of 1962, uh, Scotty Smalls learns from a professional baseball player, Benny Rodriguez, who helps him with his clumsy ball handling. Benny and Scotty and the rest of the Sandlot gang try to claim a baseball from an old man's guard dog. That's, that's it? it? Oh, that's... I mean, that's that, well, the, I chose the two sentence because they were all like two paragraphs or Yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot that happens in this movie, but but what you basically need to know is that it's, it's kind of like... It's... It's like a lot of other com- coming of age movies from from the '90s, where it's like a group of kids that all get together and they have adventures, and like there's, um, it, it's almost like they are little scenes that that are all like a uh, a collage of childhood, if you will. So yeah, it's very slice of life, like nineteen what is it, nineteen sixties Americana, yeah. Like here's a bunch of boys growing up doing all. It's it's the epitome of uh, boys will be boys. It literally, it literally is. <laughs> this movie should just be called Boys Will Be Boys. <laughs> in parentheses, Sandlot. Apparently, in some countries, it was released as The Sandlot Kids. Um, Makes sense to me. But yeah, you've got you've got the main kid who's also the narrator. So you've got a little bit of if you're familiar with. Um, What's that? What's that Fred Savage show? The um, the Wonder Years. Yeah, the, it's like the Wonder Years. Um, we've got like a narrator who's kind of saying, "Oh, well, and here's a pickle that we got into. We couldn't believe yeah. what kind of pickle we got into next week." Um, so it's a bunch of ser- scenes kind of back to back, and like it starts with a, a kid moving to a whole new area. Um, so, you know, he's, he's struggling to fit in with the other kids and he knows, and he's also like, there's a little bit of him and, and his dad, stepdad, stepdad. It's a stepdad with a real Rocky relationship, even though he's being forced to call him like dad by his mother. Yeah. It's one of those situations, right? Where the mom is like, you know, really pushing him to, to call him dad. Um, and so he meets with these other kids who who have like a little basically like a baseball club. Um, it's it's not even like they play baseball against other teams, except that is one of the little stories. Um, but it, it's like a series of, of little mini stories. Um, so Josh, I this was your pick this week. 
Um, mm. I know that I watched this movie a lot when I was a kid, but I'm curious if you, was this like a regular rewatch or what was your history with it? Oh my God. This was probably one of the most, you know, outside of my personal like choices of rewatchable movies, which this movie definitely was like part of that, that gamut. Mm-hmm. This was probably the movie that showed up the most with friends, with like daycare or after school programs yeah with school like it was just kind of like the 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 catch-all like let's all watch a movie that's fun like it's just all (laughs) barriers so yeah this one showed up a lot uh yeah i don't even know how many times i've seen this movie and most of the times i've seen it was when i was a kid and i probably rewatched it like every at least every two years, maybe once a year. So it stayed. It stayed pretty fresh. Oh, even even like into adulthood. Maybe. I mean, I feel like there have been spans where maybe I haven't seen it in like two years or three years. Interesting. But I feel like it, it comes up. Like hmm. I mean, I, I definitely know in college it was it came up a lot. Just as like, hey, let's throw up throw a movie on in the background at my in my dorm oh sure yeah if you're having like a house party like i think we watched it when i had uh uh for anybody that was around uh my college years in the blue house i think we watched it on the big screen at the back of the house i don't know justin you tell me did we watch (laughs) i was just gonna say like super relevant (laughs) reference for you know maybe two audience members but um, but I, but at the same time, I think a lot of people can agree that this is um, people in a, in our age range. Um, this is a nostalgic movie for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people grew up with this. Um, it was, um, uh, you know, you just you mentioned the Sandlot, and everybody just knows exactly what that is. Even though it didn't have a huge, um, uh, it didn't make all that much money upon box office release. It was only like thirty three point mm-hmm. eight million. Um, but it, it is gone on to, to be a, a big time cult classic. Um, yeah, there, this is also a double, it's a double nostalgia movie because it came out in the nineties. So it's nostalgic for our generation, Yeah, and for but the it's boomers. also nostalgic for, well, yeah. Oh my God. This is the total, this is the midway point between <laughs> boomers and our generation that come together and enjoy something. It's Sandlot. <laughs> Oh Holy man! Shit. Oh crap! We we found it. <laughs> we gotta tell PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's because he's the harbinger of hope between repairing he is. boomers and uh, millennial relationships. Um, there are you know um, uh, 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 production wise, not a whole lot of of interesting things. You're pretty pretty straightforward. Um, there is a sequel from 2005 called The Sandlot yeah. 2 um which i where there's like a new gang but James Earl Jones uh, does come back um really yeah James Earl Jones comes back in the ro- in his role for Mr. Myrtle um there's and that was a direct to video there's also The Sandlot Heading Home in 2007 um an, another uh direct to video situation um, good, good pun in that. Good pun in the baseball pun in that title. There, yeah. There's a prequel that was announced back in 2018, and a TV series apparently they're working on for Disney Plus. So this is oh my God. this is like you know 
kind of becoming and because all this started back in 2005 like it's kind of becoming like a little nostalgia thing that they're that they're uh wanting to capitalize on um they're very aware of it yeah my my relationship with it is is exactly what josh said like we we watched this in school i know that morgan said this was a rainy day movie for her um oh yeah as well i think of rain when i think of this movie really (laughs) that's so interesting um but yeah not a not a whole lot else to say about it like i said no no other big stars james earl jones um but yeah, I think I think that's pretty much that. Um, well, we're going to talk about our current uh, opinion of the movie. <laughs> I don't know why that was hard to say. Right after this short break. That's a yellow card, Evan. I give you a friendship yellow card. Oh, man. Hey, y'all. This is Morgan. Your fan club president. Well, I've given it some thought and I've really searched my heart. And I've decided that I don't want to keep this podcast to myself. I want to share it with you. And I want to share it with other people too. I'm hoping that you will help me spread the word. Please tell your friends and family that they can find Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for helping me spread the word. And for now, back to the show. Alright, hey everybody, welcome back. Oh, you wanna, what a slugger. <laughs> what a slugger. Hey everybody, welcome. You kill me. Welcome back. You're killing me, Smalls. Um, You're killing me, sluggers. <laughs> welcome back to Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, so let's let's talk about The Sandlot, uh, uh, you know, how we found watching it. Um, I I started watching it and I, I definitely yeah. started to started to get my nostalgia bone, I w- it wasn't triggered, but it was like somebody was just sort of grazing my nostalgia bone. Like they were. This is getting sensual. They were okay. kind of, you know, tip, 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 here, I'm going to touch the microphone. They were kind of. Pretend my arm is extended out towards you and my eyes are closed, and I want you to take your hand and run your fingers across my forearm. Like your nostalgia bone was getting rubbed, touch. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing. Um, so like I, I, <laughs> I could, I could feel it, but then it didn't. It didn't take. Then the nostalgia bone didn't trigger nostalgia, baby. And so what? yeah. Oh wow. It it didn't take. I don't I don't know. It it just was kind of like. I made it about 15, 20 minutes in, and then I started just looking at, like, I started looking at my phone. I mean, there were certain scenes that I remembered really well, like the whole, the whole chase scene in the end with the dog um, and the the really beautiful kid, the one who goes on to be like a major league baseball player. Um, yeah, that that scene I remembered. I remembered the scene where they are on the. Um, they're they're on the amusement park ride and they're they're trying to chew tobacco. <laughs> that oh my God. that one especially as an adult is really funny to me because now I'm kind of like oh I kind of know what that's like even though I've never used chewing tobacco, um, but I I have smoked cigarettes before. It's relatable. <laughs> yeah, I, I can kind of like something getting in your system. Yeah. So I I I remembered those scenes. Um, I I did find the you know probably somewhat predictably I did find the lifeguard scene to be kind of creepy, 
um, where the kid with glasses is like, isn't it funny that I tricked a girl into kissing me? Wow. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't really feel that strongly about it. Uh, what about you? Well, well, hold on. So I, I, you didn't get your nostalgia bone, bone triggered. Do you think it was anything, was there anything that was like getting in the way of that or it just, it just, it, you didn't feel it? I think that I just wanted to be watching something different. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wanted to be watching like a better movie because I think that there are there are movies that do this um, in a better way that are like from the same from the same time. Like I I, I felt like it was in- incredibly derivative of a lot of other. Um, kids movies and also kind of like nostalgia pieces that I've seen that I, you know, I, I just was like, Oh, I kind of wish I was watching like stand by me because it's, Mm. it's the same thing as stand by me, but it's not as good. So I, that, that kind of, I think that that hampered it a bit. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't really think it was, it wasn't like a situation like bring it on where something was so problematic that it got in the way of my enjoyment. Um, it just was kind of, kind of boring. And I don't know. I I didn't feel like the acting was all that strong. Um, so I, I just couldn't really couldn't get it up. You're just get your bone up. You're disappointed. Oh, how the tables! No, I'm, turned. I'm no, no, no. It, it's <laughs> well. Call me uh, the the book of uh, uh, the Necronomicon because we're not on the same page. <laughs> well, this- that doesn't make sense. I sw- I spent so long trying to come up with a pun for that. <laughs> I'm just surprised because this is like the uh, the ultimate nostalgia bone for like our demographic, our age group. Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't. I mean, I think it's it's very clear at this point that like I had a very different reaction to it, which is why I'm so interested in yours. Uh, but yeah, no, I I definitely got triggered by this movie uh, hardcore. I really like felt the nostalgia. I felt the making of the marshmallow scene and all of those scenes that you mentioned. Uh, all the things with the dog. You know, it's funny. Like I think. After watching it this time, there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that kind of got pinned into me as, oh, this is what reality is like a little bit, which is not good. First up, the vomiting scene when they're on the tilt-a-whirl and they have the <laughs> chewing tobacco mm-hmm. and um, then they all hork. I Because th- I was afraid of vomiting for a while. Like, I would not vomit. I'm like, it's the scariest thing. Yeah. I mean, no kid likes to. Yeah, of course. But I think this I think this movie kind of reinforces that, like, stigma of vomiting because it looks so grotesque. That, yeah, it was really They throw gross. up and it's, like, green paint and it's so much. And they all look like they're in pain. Yeah. I think it, it kind of was like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. They definitely, in my dad's car. they definitely, ca- <laughs> they definitely captured the disgust and just the feeling of like uh, vomit and just like the <laughs> like when they sprayed it on the ground and like when uh, the other people were covered in vomit. Yeah, that was really gnarly. And the other part is, I grew up with a fear of dogs, 
And I think that this movie, yeah. Well, I'm watching it and going like, was this a triggering movie for me? I think it was just one of those things where it reinforced like, yeah, there are certain dogs that you just don't go near and certain fences. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, I relate to this kid. Like, don't go near that fence or some giant dog Godzilla monster is going to eat your balls. (laughs) Did you ever, did you have a negative experience with a dog when you were young? Oh, yeah. I had, um, uh, <clears throat> there was a family friend dog. I forget what kind of dog it was. I know it was on the kind of medium side, but it was very mean, very aggressive, and barked a lot. Oh. And, like, I was nervous of it, so it would just, like, go after me. And I remember, yeah. like, sleeping on the floor, like, at this these people's houses when we were staying over there one time, and it was, like, standing over me in the middle of the night, and I woke up. And the dog was right there, and it started, like, barking down at me from, like, a foot away. Oh. And I, like, I pretty much shat myself. Oh. And, yeah, and I had I had some friends growing up that knew this about me and kind of took advantage of it. Uh, so that kind of compounded it. But I got over it. Uh, I fucking love dogs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I'm very, I'm very grateful for. Yeah. But, no, I, I had a lot of, a lot of negative uh, thoughts around it. Dogs, wow whether they, they should even exist so yeah that was that was a hard one for the i guess it was a hard one for this movie no it wasn't a hard one it's just like i was like yup i that's what i get it hmm. it is giant godzilla monsters yeah that yeah we always had dogs growing up um my my mom is scared of animals generally um but dogs you know d- despite that we always had dogs because um I think it just was one of those situations where, like, my dad's family always had dogs, so we had to have dogs. Um, yeah. And there, there's kind of, like, an expectation there. Um, yeah, I don't... I think I do remember being a kid and, and feeling like this dog was larger than life and definitely very scary. Um, well, they did a good job at making it that. Yeah. And then, and then it is interesting that, like, as an adult, you watch it and you go, like, Oh, he's he's a good dog. Like he actually ends up being, you know, you kind of see them craft the story and and see the trajectory of like them getting a little bit less afraid of the dog because now they can actually see it. And even though he's running away from it, you know, I, I think that they handled that pretty well. Um, I thought they did it beautifully. How they yeah. it starts off as they tell the story like it's Godzilla. Yeah, and, and the then, imagery that they used with, like, the black and white, like, they threw a big side of ribs at it, and it, like, threw them, you know, it threw them back out, and, like, it was shaking a trailer that was the size of, you know, a regular trailer, so you're like, oh, man, they, they really created that sense of scale for the dog. But then they, they like, brought it down, like, they, they turned the dial down on it very slowly, where it was, like, it was scary, you don't see it, it's as big as a kid, And then as, you know, Benny starts interacting with it, you see it more until the point where you start to realize, oh, this is a dog. Yeah. This is a dog. And it's like. Just like a regular dog. Even when it's. Yeah. And so by the end of it, you're just like, oh, it's almost like that, you know, how it is when you're a kid. Like you only have reference for something based on what you know. Like Mm -hmm. not a lot of kids are like, they know all the breeds of dogs. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, there's this big beast over there. So it's like it starts off huge and then it becomes smaller and smaller in reality. And I think I think they did that really well. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, 
like I said, I, I think the the dog part and particularly the end is probably the best parts of the movie. Um, just for me, I yeah, the rest of it, I I just didn't really care that much about. I didn't really like. I didn't like the Dennis Leary dad character that he was like this guy who's too busy for this kid who's trying to be his son. And like, you know, this kid is actively trying and it's another situation where like the dad is just an asshole. And like only now that the, uh, by the end of the movie, now that the kid like got him an even better ball that was signed by more people than just Babe Ruth. Like yeah. now the kid, now the kid is like cool. And, and like the kid went off and his friends taught him how to play catch. Like now they can have a relationship it's it just was it's, like it's, oh, that sucks. Screw you, Dennis Leary well, it's Dad. N- it's not a movie. Yeah, it's not a movie. You're walking away from going. I have morals for how to be a good human being and raise a family and like treat my kids and stuff. What it well, is, other, though, other than is, saying like what not to do, <laughs> right? Know. But what it does do is it does pretty from what I can kind of see it as is still a very like Disney send up of. Is it, wait, is this Disney? Mm. I don't know who it is, but uh, yeah, a send up of like Americana and stuff. But it does kind of capture like that kind of nuke, you know, nuclear family 1950s life and kind of what every role played. But they just play it out. They don't try to make it better or like learn from it. It's just like, here's the dad that wants an athlete for his son. And that's all he really cares about. And it doesn't matter if it's any other way and the mom is like well you have to do what your dad wants (laughs) and if there's a hot older woman at a pool you have to trick her into kissing you and jesus (laughs) in it like in that regard like it it makes sense is it right like no but like it does it just captures what it was like then like whether or not it should be a movie and like should be seen is like up to you but it's what it was fucking like. Yeah, I mean, I I guess so. I mean, yeah, it's it's a slice of life. We we already we already called it that. We already know. Um, we know. But uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was that's pretty much my my take on it. Um, it's it's fairly yeah. quotable like all the all the different nicknames for for Babe Ruth are kind of fun and and like you're killing me smalls is i mean that's just like so many quotes. that's just like part of the american like that's like a, an american slang term at this point <laughs> like i yeah that's just so common and, and the you know i think they had an unintentional i don't know if it was intentional but the forever yeah i remember that part too forever, forever. i wonder if they ex- did they expect that part to like transcend the movie so much cuz i feel like that's one of the most quotable parts <laughs> was there anything critical you said about it or were you, were you just you just enjoy I don't think, it I, well i don't think we yeah we haven't really talked about like i guess i didn't really talk about the acting i mean the acting is mostly kids which i think they do great because you know kid actors are so hit and miss it's like well either they're good at being a kid or they're not it's like i don't know i don't know i don't expect too much of like kids especially in a movie like this 
I thought they did a great job. I thought the kid that had the glasses. Squints. Uh, what was it? He was, I thought he was so funny. Just the things that he was saying was so, like, why would you say it like that? Apparently, apparently he came back for one of the sequels. <laughs> really? The Sandlot heading home. Yeah, he, he, he came back. I thought he was one of the funniest kids. To reprise his role. And I thought they, they, they had some, I thought the writing in this was actually, in terms of a comedy, pretty, pretty great. <laughs> uh, the way they set up some of the jokes. Like, there's this one moment where, uh, what is it? They build, they put the vacuum cleaners up in the treehouse. Uh-huh. And it explodes. Oh, and, and the kid, uh, yeah, it comes down. The kid comes down and he, like, shakes his hair. And you think he'd, like, freak out. But he just looks back and he goes, we've been thinking about this all wrong. <laughs> We gotta attack yeah. this from an angle. The dog, whatever. <laughs> like that's so funny. That that was pretty funny. I mean, I, I I thought that like there were some moments of the script that were okay, but I I think we might just be kind of misaligned here. Like I I didn't like the acting, um, but I also thought that like just the way the movie was shot and the way that it was scripted. I don't know that the kids really had much of a choice other than to do it in sort of a um, a one dimensional kind of presentational way like that just was sort of that was just sort of the style of the movie was to be nostalgic for nostalgia's sake and well you think the director was doing like a call and response for each kid um it was just was super formulaic like it just seemed like it was it was very um I don't know. It's it's a situation where it was all his vision uh, whatever that guy's name is David uh david mickey evans so like it's it's not surprising that that it was all kind of it seemed like it was only really from that one very specific and narrow lens um yeah but just for me i just kind of kind of couldn't get (laughs) couldn't get into it so um so this podcast (laughs) is over and (laughs) (laughs) wow that's it sandlot not even james earl jones being the elderly now, blind now man he that was is great so kind he was so kind oh my God. and he was he was too nice he was great i mean he he was the best part of the whole movie because he i don't know he was acting <laughs> you thought you didn't think he was the best part of the whole movie is that, is he, i don't know I thought the kid was fine no the kids all suck james earl jones five ever the kids were great. You know what? Flag on the play. Yellow card. Whoa. Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call me a yellow card for having a different opinion. This is like this is like yeah. exactly like Spider Man, but in reverse. <laughs> Please review our episode on Spider Man two thousand eight with Toby's McGuire. Toby. Toby's. Um. Well, I think we're at about that time. Uh, because I just, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, what was your favorite movie part? That was really good. Cause it was, <laughs> <laughs> I already said the dog. I like the dog. Say it. <laughs> Say a different one. Say five more. <laughs> <laughs> what were your top 10 teen favorite moments from the Sandlot? Um, and, there were no ones you hated. Okay. What, hey, Evan, what do you give this movie? Do you give it a 
uh, rating of eject and I can actually do something in this podcast. Oh, wow. Do you give this wow. movie a rating of eject and reject or be kind and rewind? Um, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I'm going to give it an eject and reject. I, I just think there are better sports movies. There are better coming of age movies. There are better, um, there are better like nineties movies. I don't know. I just, I, and and this is, I know that I'm in the minority. I know that this is a situation where like anybody that I talked to about the podcast, they're all going to be like, you're so stupid. The Sandlot is great and you're just dumb and old. And maybe I am, (laughs) but like, if somebody writes that in on our email, uh, (laughs) I, everybody's thinking it, I guess. (laughs) I just, I don't know. That's just how I, I just don't think I'm ever going to seek this out again. Um, if it's if it's on in the background at a party, I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna nod, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I remember back when I used to think that was good." <laughs> and then, and then Jeez. that's it. So, Josh, what what do you give wow. it? Either a be kind and rewind or eject and reject, baby. Uh, plain and simple, be kind and rewind. You know, I I think I I think what you're saying is it's exactly true. I think this movie is only survived by its nostalgia factor. And you either have it or you don't because if you're looking for a movie that has, you know, a cast of mostly coming of age kids, mm-hmm. even in the baseball genre, like it's you know, it's not the best. I mean, it's 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 got a lot of memorable moments, memorable quotes. You know, it takes place in the 50s, so unless you are you don't love the movie for all of the reasons I just talked about, you're going to see that and kind of go like, oh, this is... I don't know about this. People are acting kind of fucking weird. I think it's also not uh, not going to be super relatable for kids moving forward. Like, I'm, I'm sort of curious about how they're going to... Um, do it on go outside and play on Let's disney plus well yeah because kids don't really do that anymore <laughs> i mean it's well there i mean the first and easy one is put like one female cast member in there that's under the age of like 12 yeah let's let's can we please have like one at least one girl um would would be good for it and i also think um it one thing that was kind of interesting is that like the mom was all upset with her son for like not going out and playing, and I was like, he's like becoming an engineer. <laughs> like let him. Yeah, let he's him making like complex Rube Goldberg machines in like his room, and she's shaming him. <laughs> that was that was kind of, I mean, that was kind of funny though. I I I liked that, and also I was like, I don't know, I I get it. I I could I could commiserate with the kid on that on that point. Um, okay, now say nine more things you liked about it, really quick. <laughs> no, you're not going to get me with one of those. Um, I think the uh, the most yellow card on the play. The most obvious. <laughs> it's still funny. I think we've got like about another two weeks of that. <laughs> I've got twelve more cards here. I'll make them last. Um, I think the most obvious recommendation for something to watch, other than uh, the Sandlot, I've already mentioned it, is Stand by Me, um, with. With River Phoenix, based on the Stephen King novel, um, 
I mean that that is just an excellent movie. Like that's ever seen it? Are you serious? No. Oh, you're see, you're gonna watch Stand by Me, and then you're gonna be like, oh crap. <laughs> why why would I ever watch The Sandlot? Actually, that, that's probably that's probably not true. You'll probably but the, the, my whole thing with the Sandlot is nostalgia. Yeah, I know. Like it, I got nostalgia boned. I hit my nostalgia bone. I know. It hit my head. It's that's the most sensitive part of my body. It's just fun. it's a great movie. Um, we got we got baby Will Wheaton in there. We got baby Jerry O'Connell. You got baby Corey Feldman. You got baby River Phoenix. Like it's that movie is stacked. A lot of those people went on to do amazing things so um i don't know about amazing <laughs> but but to have okay. to have good careers Did you really have to say that just let it <laughs> let him be amazing <laughs> jesus yeah why, why am i ma- i'm just <laughs> i'm creating beef with will wheaton Corey feldman and jerry o'connell yeah. oh, you're just talking on an opinion podcast of your own creation <laughs> come on Oh shit! Anyway, yeah, stand by me. Um, do you have any recommendations, or are you are you going full Sandlot? Well, you know, this is our second like kind of kids baseball movie that we've done. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, Angels and in the kinda, Outfield. Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah, and I'm kind of thinking about it in relation to that one. And you know, would I would I recommend that one over the other? I don't think I would. Even though, what did I? What did we rate on those? Uh, Whatever. That's we, not, we that's both not rated them. Be kind and rewind, and we both we became believers in Jesus because of that movie. That's right. We both. Oh fuck! I'm still Christian. <laughs> Have you been doing a good job? Uh, yes and no. Mm, I'm giving myself a yellow card for being Christian. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You ate uh, well, on that episode. Left. You ate dark chocolate and a mealy grapefruit. Oh, wow. This episode, I ate a tomato and a Tapo Chico. Hey, super duper late serious snack. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> At the end, does it go, sorry? You're like, I'm late. I'm late. I don't know. I guess I just heard it, so we'll know. Uh, no, I can't really think of anything... I mean, I guess I'm missing out on Stand By Me, but I'm not... That, that'll that go in the future, yeah. Q. We should definitely watch that one. Because even though I didn't grow up with it, um, it came out in the late 80s. Um, Morgan grew up with it, so um, we can, hmm. we'll can. do that okay. one for her, just for just for the, the beautiful Morgan Green. We should do a Morgan episode where it's just we do and watch things that... Uh, Morgan would like. <laughs> it'll be a two. It'll be a two episode. It'll be uh, Stand by Me and League of Their Own. <laughs> yeah, little little double header. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Um, Josh and I are gonna. I don't know. We're gonna sort out our feelings. I, I think um, you know this. This could be the end, or maybe it's a whole new beginning. Yellow card. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. We love you. Oh.